Adapt, don't shop. That was the voices of Michael and Melissa Novelli, who have created the charitable organization Potastic Friends, which help rescue dogs with enrichment training and finding their forever homes. This is Tom Fox, and I would like to welcome you greetings and felicitations. In this podcast series, I'm going to be visiting with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, historians, and a wide variety of other people on topics that are outside the area of compliance, but are of great interest to myself and to listeners to the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome back for another episode. Today, I'm thrilled to have with me two of my very best friends, Mike and Melissa Novelli. Mike and Melissa live in Las Vegas. I met Mike on one of my many travels, got to know Melissa, and they have an absolutely fantastic story that you see a hint of on the Compliance Podcast Network, which is called Pawtastic. So I asked them if they would come on the pod and talk about Pawtastic. So guys, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you, Tom. We appreciate the opportunity to talk about Pawtastic Friends. So let's start off by uh, telling um, the audience what is Pawtastic and what led you guys to found it. So Potastic Friends is a 501c3 nonprofit organization located in Las Vegas. And what we do is we work with 27 local rescues and shelters, and we fund enrichment training for dogs while they are waiting to get adopted. So they come to our center and they work on building confidence, building trust, and they build a basic foundation of skills to set them up for success in their forever homes. So Michael, uh, I can't remember the first time you and I talked about rescue dogs, shelters in around Las Vegas, Henderson County, but you guys have been working on this issue and studying it literally for years Could you tell us maybe how you got started? Because I can remember having these conversations with you uh, at the store years ago about that issue and problem in Las Vegas and around Henderson County. And then maybe from there, how you guys got the idea for Autistic Friends and really grew it to where it is today. Absolutely. So we've all seen those ads in the local newspaper where there's a dog tied to a wall and it says, adopt me. And the dog's scared, it's petrified, it's living in a shelter or and you know, a boarding situation. And a lot of people think, oh, the dog's in boarding, it's great. It's really not, you know, it's just, it's not a great environment for dogs mentally or physically. So Melissa and I were in our kitchen here in Las Vegas and I said, we have to do something to help these dogs because this isn't really spreading, you know, the dog's personality and showing, you know, who they are. It's, it's just a still picture of a dog tied to a wall. So we contacted a couple of local shelters here and. They're, they didn't understand what we wanted to do. And we didn't even know what we wanted to do at the time because we said, you know, we just want to shoot some short video clips and share them on Facebook and social media and show the dog's personalities. So uh, one of the shelters here let us do that. And we built a following and we used to do Tuesday adoption videos. And then it grew into doing videos a lot more than just Tuesday. And we got a following of people that were excited about seeing these dogs' personalities, not just a photo of a dog tied to a wall. So people were like, wow, look at that dog. Look at this dog. They saw the true personality of the dog. 
and, and it helped get a lot of dogs adopted. And that's how we originally started. And this was back in 2012 uh, when we started the shelter. We didn't found Potastic Friends as a nonprofit till 2016. But we were helping a lot of dogs, a lot of dogs. And then we started to walk the dogs because we saw that they were in their kennels for a long time. And then we decided. Yeah, you used, Go ahead. used the phrase enrichment training. And you were the first person that I heard use that phrase. Could you tell us a little bit about what enrichment training is, how you guys came up with that idea to, to give that to dogs, to really help them to be, become more adoptable and move into a forever home? Why Michael was talking about how we used to um, go to the shelter and do the videos and walking, we wanted to do more. So he and I started to send dogs to training to get them out of their kennels and to give them a break from kennel life to actually just be a dog. And some of the other volunteers had done that as well. And so what we wanted to do is come up with an idea where we could get more dogs um, the opportunity to go to train and to get a break and to build skills. So that's where the enrichment uh, scholarship program came into effect. That's what we called it. And <clears throat> when we initially started, we had 31 dogs that were in a local shelter. They were approved um, that they could benefit from training and every dog got sponsored. And after their, um, uh, their training sessions, then we would go ahead and do updates on the dog so people could follow their journey and become a part. Because when we talk about enrichment, enrichment is a way to make their lives better. So when they're in their kennels, enrichment is an opportunity for them to get a break from kennel life. It's an opportunity for them to come and solve puzzles, to do nose work, to sniff out treats, to sniff out scents, to do agility. So it's a way to enrich their lives. So while they're waiting in that transitional period, their lives are better. And back in 2012, when we started, there was a local, um facility there was literally a half a mile or probably a quarter mile from the shelter so melissa would set up schedules what dog would go to training and we'd have the volunteers walk them over and the dogs really enjoyed it we're like how can we really help more dogs so we did an event at the salon that melissa managed and we had 31 dogs we picked out so we had our block party because we were raising funds for different nonprofits before we started potastic and we had 31 dogs and every one of those dogs got sponsorship so the community was involved in this dog's success. And, and, and you, Tom, being a huge part of helping all the way from Houston, Texas, helping these dogs succeed, we greatly appreciate everything you've done because you see the dog's journeys on our Facebook page, you know, from day one until when they get adopted. It's, it's just been life-changing for the dogs and the people that adopt them and the people that are involved with sponsoring these dogs and helping change their lives because that's what it truly is. This is a this center that we built, a 5,000 square foot center is huge for changing lives. So before we get to the center, Melissa, uh, could you talk about literally what you had to do to get these dogs training, to go to the shelters, to pick them up, and how people would either volunteer their time or you'd have to pay them for the training, and then you'd have to return them to the shelters. Can you talk about that whole part of Potastic Friends? So what's great is we have such a wonderful volunteer team. No one in our organization takes any paychecks. Everything is all volunteer with the exception of the trainers. And 
um, the canine aquatics program. And so what the volunteers would do is according to the schedule, they would go pick up the dogs. Even now they pick up the dogs from the boarding facilities and they bring them to the center and they take them out. So it's almost like a little outing. They take them for a walk. They take them for a car ride. They bring them to train afterwards. Maybe they go through Starbucks for a puppuccino and you know, it, it's, it's a whole, um, little outing for them and we're really gr uh, grateful because we have such a, a great team of volunteers that no matter what they make sure these dogs get to training and swim and that's hard it's it's hard because there's a lot of dynamics in the scheduling we have 54 dogs in our program so it's a lot of dynamics to make sure and these spots are golden because if a spot is missed that's an opportunity for another dog to come and experience, you know, the, their day at the center. So Michael, you started to talk about the facility and I really want to turn to that now because that seems to have been a, a real game changer for Potastic Friends. Could you tell us what the facility is, how it was funded and how you guys are building an even greater Potastic Friends experience because you have your own facility now? So the facility was a dream of Melissa and I's and, you know, everybody on our team are like, you know, one day we'll get that center. So um, Melissa was diagnosed with breast cancer in, in uh, November of 2000, was it 20? 20. And um, it was during the COVID time. During the COVID time. She got, di she got diagnosed the day after Thanksgiving and we already had the landlord who was looking at getting a building for us and, you know, Melissa didn't know if she was going to live or die, and it was it was a stressful situation for us. She uh, she had a double mastectomy January fifth. The next day after her surgery, she signed the lease for this building. So this has been a driving force for her to get through her breast cancer and for us to change the lives of these dogs, the community that adopts these dogs, and you know this is a community center where where it was built to help the community, and it really truly has. Um, this building's 5,000 square feet. We have our arena area that's called the Arena of New Possibilities with the with the paws. And we have a whole nother area that's our agility area. We have an A-frame. We have the shoots. We have the jumps. Competition. We have all competition grade stuff because you know what? These rescue dogs deserve the best. We have treadmills. We have everything possible for these dogs to succeed. And that's, and that's what this place was built for. Out in the back, we have our... Um, Garden of Hope area where people could uh, sponsor memorial bricks for their, their dogs or cats or birds that have passed away. And um, this facility, when people come in here and they see what we're doing, they're like, we never even heard of this because there's nobody in the country that's doing this as a nonprofit dedicated just to dogs and enriching their lives. It's like a doggy Disneyland. Yeah, that's what Melissa calls it. Well, so I've heard you talk about, uh, and this is before you had the facility, how the dogs would react on doggy day out when you would come to pick them up for training or one of the volunteers. And I was wondering if you might talk about that and also talk about how do the dogs feel about training? So when we would pick them up, they come out and their tails are wagging, they're excited. Um, and and <clears throat> that was the whole reason why we wanted to create this environment for them. When the, the cars pull up, their tails go 240. Some of them are like whining, like, ah, 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 because they can't wait to get in the door. So it they know it's their safe place. 
They know that this place was built for them. It was built with a lot of love, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> and it was built just for them. Every part of it has a meaning. Like Michael mentioned about the Garden of Hope. The Garden of Hope out there is a peaceful sitting area. There's wind chimes, there's a bird bath, there's chairs, there's turf. So when the volunteers come, if they wanna sit outside with the dogs, it's a peaceful, quiet sitting place where they can rejuvenate their mind and they can rejuvenate their spirits. When they come here, if they come here and their spirits are broken or they're sad, they perk right up because a lot of these dogs, it's changing lives, but a lot of these dogs, for them, it's what they live for. Tell them, tell them about Sam. I'll cry. This is, a good, this is just one story out of hundreds. So, so Sam, I was here uh, last month um, helping one of the trainers work on social skills for Sam. Sam is like a big teddy bear, but he hasn't had much socializing with other people other than his caretakers and the trainer. And when it was time for him to leave, he didn't want to leave. He kept pulling at the leash. He kept wanting to come back in. He just dropped down on the ground and he's about 150 pounds. And the trainer got up, she went in the kennel and she was trying to coax him and he did not want to leave. And I had to turn the other way because I could feel like my eyes tearing up, you know? And um, that was the aha moment that like for some of these dogs, they live for this time here. So Michael, um, there's another so, reason that you give these dog and dogs enrichment training and that's to help them find their next home or hopefully their forever home. Could you talk a little bit about how the enrichment training process makes, frankly, these dogs more adoptable and uh, makes them better pets when they move to their forever home? Absolutely. So in our arena, we, we bought these training walls. Each one of these walls is eight feet long. They're 157 pounds each. We spent 14,000, this number will never go out of my head, $14,188 on these training walls. And people would thought we were crazy for spending that much money on training walls, but it's a safe environment for these dogs to train in. And what a lot of times we hear with rescues is it's a one dog only home. Well, we've changed that with our facility or a lot of these dogs that have been labeled one dog only home to being where they could be with multiple dogs. We have where we split our arena with socialization walls so dogs can see dogs on the other side in a safe environment. A lot of times uh, rescues will socialize a dog on a leash and another one on a leash and they're smelling each other. And next thing you know, you get a situation you didn't want. Here with our training walls separated and keeping it a safe environment, these dogs can learn that they're pack animals and they, sh they can get along. They're not one dog only. We've had how many dogs that are one dog only? Dozens and dozens of dogs that were labeled as one dog only living in dogs houses with multiple dogs. So it, it's been fantastic just with that training aspect that we offer for the rescues and help these dogs get placed. Because like I said, living in a shelter, not a good environment. Good citizen. And then uh, what we did too, is we worked with a couple different um, companies that certified dogs to be canine good citizens through the AKC. Trick, novice trick dog titles. We, we pay for all that. And it builds up, as Melissa says, it builds up the resumes. So when somebody asks about Dexter, well, Dexter is a K-9 
canine good citizen. He's a novice trick dog title. You know, people just think, oh, it's a shelter dog. It's broken. They're not broken. They just need a chance because they weren't treated right the first way by whoever had them before. You know, a lot of these dogs that come in here, they're abused. They're abandoned. They're just not treated right. And then when they come in here, they're set up for success. That's why this place was built, to set them up for success for their next forever home. So as much work as you guys have put into it and um, as much as you've done, you couldn't do it alone. You have a great team of volunteers. I was wondering if you could talk about really the, the types of volunteer work you get. You've talked about, you know, just driving dogs to the shelter, but it's much more than that. It's the trainers. It's, it's a lot of other people. Could you say a few words about the Potastric Friends volunteers? So we have a, an amazing group of volunteers. We have um, volunteers that help us in so many different ways. They man the desk when Michael and I are working, since we have full-time jobs in addition to Potastic Friends, we rely on volunteers on the days we can't be here. We have transporters and they are the ones who pick the dogs up from the boarding facilities or the shelters and they bring them to the center and they transport them back. We have uh, volunteers that take the dogs on outings. For instance, Tom Terrific. Tom Terrific has his terrific Tuesdays, and he brings one of the dogs, and they go on adventures, they go to Walmart, they go to the dog store, they go to swim, they do different things. Um, we have um, vol volunteers every Tuesday, we do a boarding buddies program. And we have a team of volunteers um, that go with uh, me and Michael, and we go to the boarding facility. Sometimes we walk 27 dogs. Sometimes we walk 15 dogs. We get every dog out for at least an hour or longer. And not only do we walk, but we hug and kiss and give them treats and spend time with them. Um, we have our, our events. We have volunteers that help with their with the events that we do to fund the place because that's how we rely on keeping the doors open. Um, so <clears throat> there's a variety of different volunteer experiences for us that they can help. We have our team, our social media team that help put together the video updates. And then I write the updates. Um, we have our team that works on the newsletters and the, and the website. So we have a great team all around and everybody contributes a little bit. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of moving parts that people don't see. They, they just come here like, oh, wow, this, great, this place is great. But they don't realize that, you know, <laughs> there is an electric bill. There's a Wi-Fi bill. There's the, the lease. There's supplies that we need for cleaning. There's so many costs. I mean, you know, just calculate it out. We're between probably $200,000 dollars $225,000 a year just to run this place. So that's why we need to do the events. And we have a boutique. We, we, we dedicated 350 square feet of selling our apparel. It's all on the website, all dog related. One question I've always wanted to ask you guys is, and you touched on it a little bit there, Melissa, which is in terms of the enrichment training, I've always seen dogs swimming. Why is swimming such an important part of enrichment? And what does that give to a dog other than just the ability to learn to swim? So we were really lucky to partner up with uh, Kathy from Canine Body Work and Aquatics, and she has this amazing facility. So we send dogs there 
through our aquatics program and it's dogs that might love the water dogs that are seniors that need low buoyancy exercises for their joints and their muscles dogs that are recovering from injuries or surgeries and they love it and she envelopes them with her hands you know and holds them in the pool and they float and they do all these amazing things and the water not only is great exercise but that also renews their spirits and their hopes and it calms their mind it's just such a peaceful experience and they learn all that through water I was wondering, you told us once one of your favorite stories where you had the big aha moment, Melissa, but Michael, do you have a favorite story you could share with us uh, about Potastic Friends? Do you have about six years? Sure, <laughs> I, could, I could throw all of them. So actually, um, one that just happened yesterday was a pretty fantastic moment. Um, there was a dog named Hay Dog, and Melissa was trying to get us to adopt Hay Dog. And right now, Bentley, our dog, he's 10, and he's going through a little rough patch, so... Melissa's been trying and trying to get us to adopt uh, Hey Dog, and I said, not right now. And um, we have a really good relationship with Channel 13 out here in Las Vegas. And we did a filming with Hey Dog on Wednesday. They aired it on Saturday. After I got off work, I came over here, listened to the messages, and there was a family that wanted to meet Hey Dog. They came here yesterday. Melissa did a meet and greet. Guess where Hey Dog slept last night? In their bed. That, I mean. That is pretty cool. That That's what it's. You know, I mean, we cry a lot of sad tears here, but the happy tears, like, right, I'm trying to hold back right now. That's what it's about. Because if we don't have this center and we don't promote these dogs, I mean, they did the meet and greet here. They were here for what, two hours yesterday, Melissa? Yeah, I had them come and, and I told them, you have as much time as you need because there's nobody after. And and I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on that. She spends every Monday with me in the office. So I have a bed set up for her after her training. She um, she has a bed, her toys, a bone. And um, so yesterday she was on her bed and I said, hey, dog, there's some people that are here to meet you. And she went out there and she looked and she went right up to them. And then we moved into the arena and I showed them all the tricks she could do and and all the things and i said you know talk it over see what you guys think and they said we're in love with her already and um she just was this amazing dog that was overlooked not even for a couple weeks she was overlooked for over 330 days sleeping on concrete in a boarding facility. that's how long she was in boarding sleeping on concrete and for her to get a home she's a young dog she's only about three years old and so her life has not been the best and i sent her with the care package her little unicorn and her toys and bones that i got her and um she's she's settling in really good and that was like wow i cried and cried because you know it's like these dogs are my kids also mentioned one thing I wanted to follow up on, which is uh, either swag or clothing. So could you talk a little bit about the uh, Potastic Friends clothing? That's uh, of all the sweatshirts I wear, I probably get the most comments about the uh, Potastic Friends clothing I wear. So tell us a little bit about that. We've got some new clothing too. We're going to send you a little care package. We got some new zip ups. We even went to the, uh, because we uh, really have a lot more for the women because a lot of the people in rescue are women, but 
you know, now we have a camo zip up coming. We're going to send one out to uh, you and the missus out there for, uh, we won't get her the camo one, but we have some different colors on that. But everything we do is to raise funds for the dogs. It's all top-notch quality, all tribe blend. You know, sometimes you buy a shirt from a nonprofit or you buy it and it's like, you put it on, it's like, wow, this isn't comfortable. And then you wash it again, you're like, this is even worse. So everything we have last, literally the shirt I'm wearing right now is probably three, four years old. The ink's good, super comfortable. And that's why everybody buys our stuff because number one, they know it helps the dogs. And number two, it's comfortable. And number three, it's stylish. And we it's, want to be like Victoria's Secret. Yeah, Melissa, Melissa, she came up with, because we used to do just our Pawtastic Friends logos, but now we've come up with a words collection, like dogs are greater than humans. Dogs make me happy. All I want is dog dogs, mom. you know, dog mom. We have it all. The heart so it's all, it's all on the website. So we just keep expanding that because, you know, it helps us raise funds. It's good stuff for people to wear. It's fun. Like you said, you wear yours. We're, we're going to be sending you some, some more swag your way because it, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. It's fun. It's a lot of work because the apparel world is a whole different world for us. <laughs> so unfortunately, we're getting near the end of our time for this podcast. But before we go, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask. One, if a listener wants to either get involved with Potastic Friends or donate to Potastic Friends, how can they do so? There's plenty of options on our website where they could donate to the Enrichment Training Center. They could donate to a specific dog. They could purchase any of our swag, gear, merchandise on there. Um, they could donate hundreds of different ways on our website or they can um email us directly at info at pawtasticfriends.com we have our heroes of the heart wall which you guys are a part of which we greatly appreciate everything you do to help us the uh, we have uh our new furry valentines that we're doing bachelor and bachelorettes so they can sponsor one month of training for the dogs for only 100 bucks and what's great is when people sponsor it's a donation they get to write it off and the best part is they're truly changing lives and that's why these videos on Facebook and Instagram, it shows you where your money's going. If you sponsor a dog like, uh, who's the dog we have in here right now? Ernie was here earlier. Uh, People will see Ernie's video and Ernie's probably about five pounds. You know, super cute, running up and down the A-frame, going through the chutes on the treadmill. So there, there's, people know where their money's going. And that's why we started doing the Facebook videos to show people, you know, this is where, your donation went because a lot of times you know you might donate somewhere and be like oh i hope it's being used melissa and i don't take a salary as she said earlier the only, the, the only people that get paid the is the trainers the money goes where it's supposed to for the dogs so we're going to end with uh, perhaps the best phrase i've ever heard for either your cause or your business so uh i know what it is but can you guys tell our audience what it is adapt don't shop this is Tom Fox again. I hope from this podcast you understand that our heroes are everyday people who do heroic things. And Mike and Melissa Novelli are two of my heroes because of what they've done with Fantastic Friends. Their new facility is a fabulous place for rescue dogs, and they do great work in Las Vegas and Henderson County helping to uh, give enrichment to rescue dogs and then helping them move to a forever home. I hope you will consider a donation to Potastic Friends. We're going to link to their site in the show notes. Also, Potastic Friends is listed on the Compliance Podcast Network as our featured charitable organization. I can't really say enough about what they do, and I hope you will join me in supporting Potastic Friends.
Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to visiting with you on another episode of Readings and Felicitations.